Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. Shay Corrigan, Natalie Zamora, I'm Ashley Young, here to break down my favorite part of the Bachelor season, hometowns. And we didn't quite get normal hometowns. So they're not as exciting as usual, but we still have a lot to talk about. We're going to do a quick recap because truthfully, the most exciting thing that happened tonight is Mike Johnson joins us on the podcast. So that's what we really want to get to. But we were emotional and we have a few thoughts about Tasha's hometown experience tonight. And so ladies, let's just go around the horn. Natalie, let's start with you. Four dates tonight, four emotional dates. Which one stood out to you and why? I think Brendan's probably stood out to me the most because, you know, Tasha and Brendan had their, um, uh, their connection very early on. He had a very early one-on-one date in the season and they kind of just clicked. And then it was kind of like, he was just a shoe in for every, every week. So we didn't get that much of him. There was more, you know, we got the Bennett and Noah drama or whatever there, there was, but Tonight with Brendan, it kind of like solidified like, okay, they're still in a really good place. And seeing him with his young niece was really cute. And seeing him talk to his brother and say, you know, like, you're such a great dad, such a great husband. I just want to be like that. And it was emotional, but just like really cute. It wasn't too sad or anything. It was kind of just like, okay, this makes sense. Like them together would just work. So I think that they probably had the best overall date. The way he idolized that relationship. Yeah. That, that was, I melted. I, there was a few tears this episode. That one really got me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think as far as like favorite hometown, I liked Ivan's a lot for, like Keisha said this a bunch of times, but like all her dates with Ivan just feel so real. Like they're very much dates that you would have in real life where, you know, Brendan recreated a carnival with like stuffed animals and games and uh zach sort of recreated new york city with like i don't know an excellent craft budget and like you know this little like flintstones-esque taxi cab or whatever but like you're not doing that in real life and if you are it's like a little bit too much (laughs) but ivan uh was just cooking with taisha and they were making like a one of their family recipes and he had his niece like on video like giving the instructions and so that was like really really charming so i think that was that was my favorite um um, of the three uh, I agree. Ivan, yeah, four. <laughs> it kind of felt like three. <laughs> yeah. Ivan was also my favorite because it felt the most authentic for a date. Mm-hmm. I will say, without being redundant, um, the one that I got the most emotional over was Zach. And Zach hasn't been my favorite, not for bad or good reasons. He just, I don't know, he's Zach, whatever. <laughs> but he, his, how transparent he's been with his experiences in life and his relationship with his family to see him, you know, clearly so in love with Tasha and how much his family loved him, that was a lot. And it was a really beautiful moment. Um, like I said, a lot of tears. And to see Zach just kind of express how in love and happy he was and his parents say the same thing, it was really, really touching. And again, what hometown should be. Is this a real relationship? Can your family see this working? They know you better than the bachelor or bachelorette. And it was a nice, it gave me a lot of answers, I think, that I was seeking for Zach. So that was a really nice moment. Um, we don't need to relive all the sad, sad moments. 
because I, I teared up a lot. Say too with this acting, I I am as surprised as anyone, perhaps more surprised than anyone, with the level of sincerity that I'm seeing on the Bachelorette this season. But uh, Zach's mom kind of says, like, she doesn't say, like, even if you don't pick him, but she kind of says, like, something changed in my son where, like, he was sort of more closed off and he wasn't really sort of, I mean, it's that cliche expression of, like, open to love and things like that. And she was like, he is now, like, he's ready to, I don't know, and I think we've seen in the other guys as well, even if they don't put it so explicitly, where, like, a lot of these guys have gone through, like, serious stuff. And with Tasha, they're, like, it seems like there's, like, actual, like, healing and growth happening. But, like, no matter what happens after the show, like, Zach's going to go on to his next relationship as a more open or more ready person. And, like, that's really sentimental. And I'm, like, I... I am a Grinch and I'm like, <laughs> damn it, I'm sad. <laughs> or not even sad, I'm just crying, half crying. <laughs> well, that's how you know. If we get through to Shay, her, <laughs> her hard exterior, you know, a good I'm, Zach storyline. I'm both very cynical and a really easy cry, so it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird life. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Mike Johnson says later in the pod, life's all about balance, Shay. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, you're taking that advice to heart. Uh, we weren't the only ones to cry, though, because Ben, uh, spoiler alert, uh, doesn't get a rose at the end of the episode, and he was all over the place. Um, couldn't really convince himself or the people around him that he was in love with Tasha. and at the end of the episode, he has the opportunity to say, I love you, and express those feelings, and he just word vomits and doesn't do a great job expressing that. Um, and I kind of, I think that moment I was out on Ben when I saw how he couldn't express his emotions or be as romantic with Tasha as some of the other contestants. I was like, dude, I don't think you're ready for this. And do you guys think that he's in a place to date and be in that serious of a relationship? I want Natalie to go first. <laughs> she and I have been on this season-long journey of opposite <laughs> sides of the Zach Ben uh, seesaw. Um, yeah. So Natalie, I think it was going to have a kinder read. So I'm going to make her go first. <laughs> I will say after the Zach hometown, I'm more on the Zach side um, because that was really, really great. But I was yelling at the TV at Ben. I'm like, come on, say something, like say something. I understand it's probably extremely hard. Like you're on TV and you're competing against other men. But like, it was basically right when he got into the limo to leave, he's like, I couldn't tell her I'm in love with her. It's like, dude, you're saying it right now. Just say it to her. Um, I feel bad for him, but it was kind of like you had multiple chances. Even when she sent him home, it felt like she was looking for him to be like, I'm sorry, I'm in love with you. But he was just like, I'll be all right. And I'm like, you're not though. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from, but I don't think that, you know, he's ready uh, to get married because he couldn't, you know, say how he felt. See, I also don't think he's in love with her. <laughs> I'm with you, it Shay. Could be that. I don't see it. I don't see, see it at all. But I want to hear your theory. <laughs> he's got a lot of emotions going on, but he like that doesn't come from him. It comes from his best friend who sits down with him and is like, "You're in love with her." Like I can tell. Blah blah blah. Like you should tell her you're in love with her. And he's like, "Wow, you're right. Like I am in love with her." And like. 
A, I sort of agree with what Ashley, you and Natalie both were sort of saying, where it's like, he doesn't really seem ready. We found out over the last couple episodes that he's got like some serious stuff going on. And like, like recently, as like last year, that he like probably shouldn't be getting into a super serious relationship right now. Like that is part of recovery is you're not supposed to do that at the same time. Um, but so like that's there. And I just feel like of all the emotions going on, he maybe probably didn't know what exactly he was feeling or what it meant. And she arrives and it's like, this is what it is. This is what he means. And he's like, okay, so now I have, now I have someone telling me that this is what I'm feeling. Okay, that's what I'm feeling. And I don't know if that's a contributing factor or why he wasn't able to say it to her. It perhaps was for the best that he wasn't ultimately, but I, I was frustrated for his sake that he wasn't able to say it because it sounded in the limo that he was really, um, really sort of beating himself up that like, I, I should have said it, I should have said it, it would have made a difference. And it might have. But at the same time, I, I felt like that was coming more from Antonia than it was um, necessarily him. Yeah, I agree with that. Something else I always think about when I'm watching the show, I am so disturbingly competitive that I almost wonder if I got sent home, I would be like, I was in love, but like internally be like, I lost the competition. <laughs> and I, I feel like these people go on to like live very normal lives and they do the men tell all, or they like become friends after their season. I don't think I could ever be friends with someone <laughs> my significant other also dated. Like there's, it's too weird for me. So I feel like there's an element of like the TV and the competition that muddies the water and poor Ben just, he needed some clarity and he seems like a very lovely guy and um you know obviously we want him to be happy but I don't think this was maybe he's not there yet and maybe he'll learn from this figure out how to say three words confidently and not in the car ride home then worst place to say it is to the cameraman producer in the back seat of that SUV not who you say it to Oh. Yeah, your limo, like, when you leave is just your audition for, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like, to become the next one. So, I mean, I don't think he cried enough to be The Bachelor, but maybe. He almost looked a little startled in the backseat. Yeah. He was like, I don't know what I did. And everyone's like, dude, you didn't say I love you. That's, that's what you didn't do. Or you didn't articulate that you had feelings for her. He was clueless. Clueless. Before we move along to the exciting part of our episode, I feel like we also need to give an obligatory shout out to his longtime family friend, Antonia, whose last name, I'm Lofaso. I don't watch Top Chef, so I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but apparently she's like a really big deal on like Food Network, Food Network fandom and from Top Chef. And I don't know if either of you are, are, in those circles but like there are parts of my twitter timeline that were like losing it like oh my god do you know who she is and i was like no i very much do not uh, but shout out to anyone that got a thrill out of seeing her on the bachelorette tonight yeah i had no idea who she was but i just kept seeing everyone tweet about it that i was like okay who is this person and then everyone was like is that his sister so i had to do some serious instagram uh <laughs> creeping this morning to be like okay that's not his sister like just friends i guess yeah, I hope it's not a sister because I also developed a theory that they're actually in love, so that could get real. <laughs> and it's tweeted on the internet. It's in writing, yeah, it so there's no going back from that. It's on the brand accounts, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, when Shay gets a call from HR next week about this incestuous, incestuous relationship between Ben and his non-sister, all jokes, all jokes, but 
on that note, it was an emotional episode. Um, I'm really happy with Tasha's final four. Now her final three, I think they're all wonderful guys. I'm really excited for the finale next week. We all love a two-part Bachelor uh, calendar event, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Super excited for that. Um, but I'm even more excited to talk to Mike Johnson. So let's go listen to that interview. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora here, joined as always with Shay Corgan, Ashley Young, and we have a special guest. Mike Johnson is here with us. You know him from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. So thank you for being here, Mike. Thank you, ladies, for having me on. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing to be on. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Awesome. So I know we just asked you before we started if you watched the episode tonight. Um, so I guess we can just get right into that to start off. Um, so hometowns, a little different this this year because of COVID, obviously. So they, everyone had to get um, a bit creative. So the four guys we have left there, it's Ivan, Brendan, Ben, and Zach. And, you know, they all kind of had to bring Tasha to their hometowns in as best way as they could. So what were our general thoughts on the hometown dates? I think at the end of the day, the hometowns are about like connection, right? So you may not be able to show a bit more of your family's personality, but you can you can find out, you know, if, if their mom and dad is somebody that, you know, if you were the bachelor or bachelorette, you would want to have as your parents-in-law, right? And vice versa. So I think that was that was still able to be shot and done. I think universally dating and meeting someone's family is so intimidating. And Tasha met four families tonight. She made it look so easy. She's yeah. so poised. Mike, you're not afraid of the camera. Do you think you could meet four families as gracefully as Tasha did tonight? I mean, see, I was going to say yes immediately, but then you said as gracefully as Tasha. I can never be as graceful as her. Never could I do that. But I will say that I like how whose father. <laughs> he said, uh, are you in love with my son? I'm sorry. He said, like, are you, are you going to choose my son? And Tasha was like, I'm in love. And he was like, that's not what I asked. I was like, it was perfect. It was so honest and genuine. I love that. That's how my mom would be. My mom would be like, look, do you love my baby boy or not? Like, what's, what's going on? You know? And do you love him the most? Because that yeah. was me. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It was very real and genuine in that regard. And I like Ivan's hometown because like Tasha was in the kitchen cooking up. She was outside. She had her skillet. <laughs> so I love that. Someone yeah. pointed out that most of their dates involve food and it was I, like the response was like, yes. And that is, that is excellent. Like if the more food involved, the better. They had like the Sunday. They had the whatever he was making. Um, Isn't that the way to everybody's heart though? Exactly. That's why it's, yeah. it's real. <laughs> I, I do say I love me some lumpia. Like, I love lumpia. So I think that, again, Ivan won that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he crushed the hometown because it felt the most sincere. It wasn't those like tacky crafts. Like that was kind of cute, but not really. Like I want to keep it authentic. I so wanted to feel like a real date. Um, Mike, you talked about your mom kind of holding everyone honest. I want to hear a little bit more about her. Do you have any horror stories of bringing someone <laughs> home, seeing that side of your mom come out? I've only, and I'm 32, and I've still only brought one woman home since high school. I'll say, well, 
in high school, I brought like a few, but my mom was like, look, don't bring her home unless you intend to marry her, right? And so I was like, All right. and so I've only brought one home since I've been 18 years old. I've only brought one woman home. And my mom, I remember one time I dated this girl. I can't believe I'm about to say this. <laughs> my mom has grown since then, okay? I promise you. <laughs> she said, this was after we stopped talking. She was like, I can't even say it. It's so bad. <laughs> she was like, I can't leave you hanging. She was like, why she look like a rat? And I was like, oh, a mom? So rude. She literally said that. And I was, I just was, I, I just had no words. I'm like, mom, that's not even like funny. That's like, that's harsh. That's what she said. Then this one girl, I gotta tell you this, this one, I gotta tell you this. My mom, uh, for prom, I went to prom with this girl, and my mom said she has to come to church with us, right? And so she comes to church with us, and this girl completely messed up. My mom asked her one question and one question only. What do you want to be when you grow up? The girl said, marry an NFL player. <laughs> on, my, on my life, that's what she said. And I looked at her like, what is this? Like, you couldn't even lie? Like, come up with a lie at very least. Like, what is it? Like, really? Marry an NFL player? That's what your aspirations are in life? I just, so obviously we didn't work out. <laughs> So this may be, this may have an obvious answer, but who then in your family is like, that would be the toughest test for someone? Um, I, my sister would say, if you can make it past me, then you're good. My grandma is extremely, I love my grandma to death. She's so sweet and kind. My mom, she feels that I'm a, I'm a mama's, she feels I'm a mama's boy. So my mom would probably be the hardest. <laughs> She probably, yeah, she would, she would be the hardest. My sister would be, if, if the girl that I was with messed up, my sister would be like, no holds bar when it comes to her, what words come out of her mouth. My mom would be sweet and, you know, a Christian woman, but <laughs> my sister would let it go. But my mom is the hardest to definitely, definitely get past. So your sister's like the first line of defense and then your mom is like the final boss. Yeah, definitely. There we go. <laughs> I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that. Definitely. That's exactly what it is. And my sister don't play. <laughs> that girl, wow. <laughs> um, I have been getting into TikTok lately, which make of that what you will. But I'm trying my best. And I see you show up on my For You page from time to time. You, you know, you say you're 32, you're trying to find the one. What do you make of this TikTok? Because once they're out there, they're out there forever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got me on a good night because I just feel like saying <laughs> You said good. <laughs> I was doing TikToks, right? And Connor was like, Mike, your TikToks suck. You need to be a can I can I curse? Go oh, for yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, he was like, your TikToks suck. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, you're being too too rigid. You need to be, you need to uh, channel your inner fuckboy. <laughs> That's exactly what Connor told me. And then I made a video that night and I liked it. Like, it was good to me. But uh, my TikToks do suck. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I could be better. Who's better on TikTok? You were a, a good friend, Pilot Pete. You got a lot of flack <laughs> over uh, quarantine for his oh, cringy yeah. TikToks. I think I'm the best dancer from all of them in my, in my season, to be honest. But I think they, I think people be hating on Pilot Pete, like, because people compare Peter and myself and I, I think that he gets undue hate, quite honestly. I really do. I really, he's a wonderful guy. Kelly is 
terrific girl from what it seems like. I mean, his tweets are his TikToks are cringy, but so are <laughs> Connor's. I mean, just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Most things are on TikTok are kind of cringy. Like exactly, the cringy. The yeah. My tweets are cringy. Like, <laughs> don't let me get some some something to drink and then be tweeting and then be. If I listen to Chris Stapleton or like one of my favorite R and B artists and have a drink, oh, and I'm on Twitter, oh Lord, cringe all day. So uh, since you, since we're talking about it, um, Pete's mom, Barb, was like a legend on yeah. the reunion show. Yeah. Do you think who's the tougher, the tougher mom, yours or Pete's? Oh, mine, mine all day, all day. I think that, and I have nothing against Barb whatsoever. I think that she just is. She knows her son. My mom is like, yeah, nah. Barbara's way sweeter than my mom would be. My mom don't. Care. I mean, she raised, I think, a good, respectable son. So my mom, my mom don't. Yeah, no. Nah. My mom don't play. <laughs> All the more reason to be defensive, then. Yeah. It's true. This is true. This is true. But I think I was telling Connor earlier today. We were watching the show. He said, if I did a hometowns, how would my family be? I said it would be like. It wouldn't be good. My, my grandma, yes, because she would have her own TV show. But she's 70, but I swear to God, you would think she's 33. One of her favorite movies ever is Eight Mile. Like, <laughs> I love her so much. She, uh, Connor asked, like, how, if I had a hometown, how would my family be? And I was like, my mom, she's so loving and real, but boring, you know? It's real. Like, she's going to be honest, but like, yo, Hannah. How serious do you want Mike? Because like he, I dealt with him going through a heartbreak. You know, you, you know, you got his heart broke, X, Y, Z, right? And she just would be boring for TV. I hate to say, it. "Mom, I love you to death." <laughs> I'm just honest. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel like they usually are, though. That's why like it gets kind of awkward at some points when you know the parents ask the real question of like. Yeah. You're dating two other people or three other people. Like, is this actually going to work out? So exactly. My mom is not going to hold back. She's going to be like, look, my son is a phenomenal human. He's had his heart broke. Don't break his heart. Like, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be theatrical or nothing like that. Yeah. Let's dive into heartbreak a little bit. Let's get sad for a quick second. <laughs> quick second. Just a little bit. A little bit. Because tonight's episode was a lot of tears. I was crying yeah. watching. I was getting a little emotional. But we end the episode with Ben leaving. And basically, he didn't articulate how he was feeling. And it, it frustrates me. But it's not easy to say I love you or to be, you know, forward with your feelings. Mike, you seem like an outgoing guy. You know, do you have any advice for people who are a little shy, a little timid? The Bens of the world, if you will. Um, the, the Connors of the world. <laughs> <laughs> The Bens and Connors. I think that closed mouths don't get fed. And that's something that I've always been taught. And, and I believe in that fully. If you don't take your shot. Oh, Lord, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> if you don't take your shot, it's serious. <laughs> Anybody want to play me in basketball? But if you don't take your shot, I think that, you know, you will forever be missed, right? If you you got to – you must – Speak your truth, speak your heart in the moment because it may be gone tomorrow. And that's just what it is. I think 
That was what was so heartbreaking about Ben's story tonight was that we, as the audience, saw him get there. And then, um, yeah, like just he he wasn't bring, able to bring himself to do it like when he was talking to her and he got sent home, but you, you had seen him get there and it was just, oh, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. But I mean, I think that Tasha's top three are still going to be great though. Oh, yeah. She's got great options. Hey, look who it is. I love, I was just talking shit about you. Whoa. <laughs> hey, what, what's he saying about me? He's giving you uh, love advice. Yeah. Uh, did he have good advice? Because it hasn't worked so far for you. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't worked so far. <laughs> Let's talk about that advice really quick. You got the basketball. You say you got to shoot your shot. We've been cooped up for a couple months in this pandemic. Have any shots been taken? Are people, are we shooting our shots? Are we yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you lucky, my boy. I ain't going to say what I want to say. <laughs> hey, this is your interview. <laughs> um, I'm definitely shot my shot. I have ain't, ain't no shame in my game. Look, people always ask me about being the bachelor. I'm like, look, I genuinely just want to find love. So I've, I've 100% not held my breath and I've shot my shot. Like straight up. No lie. And so has Connor. <laughs> So has Connor. Um, what advice would I give is what you asked? I just asked who you're DMing. <laughs> we moved on from the advice. Yeah. We, on. we want the gossip now. Show the receipt. I took a couple shots of smear off or something. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say? <laughs> Won't say. Won't say. I respect it. We got to ask. Say. We got to ask. <laughs> but shoot your shot. That's what I took from that. Ash, who have you been DMing? Why does it always, Dustin was on the podcast with us last year and he would let us like go through his DMs from time to time. And then when he would get Bashville, he would be like, well, let's see your phone. And like, no, 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 no. You're in Bachelor Nation. I am merely a fan. He said dangerous. Connor said dangerous. <laughs> it was, there was a couple. I don't think we should have saw. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Real wisdom right there. We were lost from going all virtual is that we couldn't just be showing the phones. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I'll just, I'll show a blank screen. That's what I'll show. My phone's dead, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. A dead I, phone. We just saw you on it. I'm DMing one person and one person only. That's romantic. I'm DMing one person. That's, that's, that's a fact. I mean, you know, I'm being honest. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ask me, so you said you have some questions in regards to heartbreak. Yeah, I think just more, Shay can talk about it too. She was, she was all team Ben for a little bit. We were getting hung up on it. I just think it's hard to watch other people go through it because when you're going through it, you kind of think like your world is ending. You forget other people experience that oh. same pain. Um, so I always think it's good to talk about and kind of help people reflect on it and know that someone else has been going through it as well. <laughs> when when I went through my heartbreak, I swore, oh my God. I I honestly I'll say this and I'll go, I'll back brief. The reason in the way that I am the the reason I am the way I am now is because I learned something when I went through heartbreak. I learned that we are all very selfish people. And what I mean by that is not the negative connotation that is derived from the word selfish, but more so in the sense of we genuinely want to be good and feel good. And so when you're going through a heartbreak, 
you don't give a damn about nothing else. Let's just be honest, right? Your heart is broken. You want to get better as you should, because naturally when we were hunters and gatherers, you have to survive, right? And so heartbreak can really be a bad thing. So what I learned was if I can be genuine and not fake, but genuinely make somebody else smile, it made, it made me smile. It made me feel better. And so therefore, that's one of the ways I was able to get through my heartbreak, uh, because I definitely agree that when you're going through it, I can literally, I'll tell you, I listen to Future, he a rapper, right? He be like, he, she belongs to the streets type dude, right? He said- you know who Future is. <laughs> I do a lot of pot, you know, some people don't be knowing. Like, I listen to different music than most of the Bachelor people, right? And so... You're white, but not that white. <laughs> I'm white, but not that white. <laughs> I love it. All right, so Future said, Future said in this one song, he was like, if she catch me cheating, I will never tell her sorry. And I was going through my heartbreak, right? And I've never cheated. I never intended to cheat. And, like, I almost broke up and broke into tears because of that lyric, right? I went to the mall... And I had to leave them all immediately because people were holding hands. So when you're going through a heartbreak, I feel it. I understand. Like, I am right there with you. I pinky promise you. But I would say, watch comedy and genuinely make other people feel noticed. Right? Make people feel noticed and that you care. Like, when you say, hey, how you doing today? Like, actually look at them and be inquisitive. Those little things make people feel good and it makes you feel better in return. And that's what I mean by being selfish. Like be selfish in the sense of being good to another human being so that therefore that goodness will come rub off on you as well. Right. But it only works. Here's a trick. It only works when you're genuine. You be fake about it. He or she or they are going to realize that you being a little fake bitch. Right. And so they're not going to, they're not going to vibe with that. I'm sorry. I, I, I care deeply about topics of the heart and topics of love. I can preach on that. That was beautiful. And I, I really liked what you were saying about being genuine because I think that was something that really came out this season as well where we, we saw all these men being really candid and genuine yes. and open. Um, you had a book come out this past fall that sort of was totally in keeping with all that as well. Could you tell us a little bit about sort of getting, at a, getting to a place to write that and sort of that journey? Yes, um, to be honest, I knew that out of all the messages that I received and all the people that I spoke to in person, I knew that I wasn't the only one going through the things that I have gone through in the past. And so I would just be like at three in the morning, four, five, six, two in the morning writing and knowing that by being transparent myself, it can help someone else do the same. Because another secret, we all go through the same shit. We really, really do. I don't care if you, Elon Musk, or Paulie, who is an amazing producer, uh, amazing guy that works on The Bachelor, right? Any and everyone goes through the same form of crap. Elon Musk may lose ten billion in a day. Ten, it might be you know ten dollars to him, but to us, that's ten dollars. We still get annoyed about, right? And that's what I mean about it, you know. And so, I knew when I was writing my book that. That was, what, that was kind of my strength in order to be vulnerable because I, I'm not a person that doesn't practice what I preach, right? And so for me, I ain't gonna front. It was, I had to have a hard conversation with my mom. My mom never knew some things that took place against me until I had to tell her before the world you know, knew. And those conversations were definitely not easy, but it made us stronger together. 
I'll say it. I can't hear y'all. I just think we were taking in advice. We were taking a breather for a second. It was beautiful. You're on a roll. I'm like, I can't hear y'all no more. They're like, no, no one's, everyone's just awestruck. But yeah, I was making fun of TikTok that once they're out there forever, you have a whole ass book just, you know, pouring your heart into pages. That's a lot more permanent than a TikTok and a lot more serious. Um, oh, but see, so, you yeah. got to have balance, though. You know, yeah. there, there's beauty and balance. I got a tattoo of a ballerina because I think that, they're, you know, balance does represent beauty, right? And, I mean, the TikTok, we got to have fun, too. <laughs> got to have fun. Can't be serious all the time. <laughs> exactly. Connor's always serious. <laughs> he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I'm impressed that you guys have, you know, worked it out over quarantine. I've seen couples break up. I've seen roommates yeah. break up. You guys look like you're still going strong. No, Connor and I are here to stay. <laughs> we're very, we're, we're actually pretty similar in a lot of ways. We, we both are goal oriented. We're both uh, financially frugal. And like we, people probably would think we're boring if they had a live stream because we talk about the stock market, right? Like we, we're, just, we're, we're dudes like that. We talk about business. We talk about land appreciation and things like that. <laughs> we don't talk about, bro, you see that hot girl? Like, we don't really do that. Guys that talk stocks and no future. Noted. <laughs> they mean, exist. Hey, we talk about Honor's business right here. We talk about my books. You know, we, we talk about future stuff. You guys are grinding. Yeah, definitely so. Definitely. So we're, we're, we're good. all about showing us things from your cabinet. What is that dog situation? Is that like oh. a cookie jar? What are we looking at here? No, nah, this is Mr. Scooby Snacks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is Mr. Scooby Snacks. I can't tell you what's inside of here, but you can, you know, you can get <laughs> I think I just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I just guessed. <laughs> you can guess all that. <laughs> Mr. Scooby Snacks, though. That's what I call it. <laughs> I'm just y'all can I'm in a vibe right now so y'all can pretty much ask me anything I'll just, I'll just say it <laughs> I know we got to take advantage of this we, we should have came with spicier questions I'm gonna throw out a placeholder question why Ashley and Natalie think of a, a good juicy one but who who would be your pick to to win of the three guys that Tasha has left who you got money on for Tasha's heart I would yeah. say I think the bachelor, if we had to pick a bachelor out of these three, I would say Ivan, I think for Tasha's heart, Brendan. That's how I would say it. I would say it like that. I just feel, I mean, it's dope because like they're all great guys, right? All three of them are great. And I spoke about this a little bit earlier. People have to realize at times when you go through a breakup that, and you can tie it to the bachelor. Like when someone, when Tasha gets rid of you, it doesn't mean that you're not great. It just means that like the vibe wasn't there for the two of you, you know? And so I think that Brendan would be the best for Tasha. Yeah, I, I want Brendan and Tyler to do some kind of construction project together. I've been wanting that since the, the premiere <laughs> when his little lower third was like, I don't know what his one would, I was like, oh my gosh, we can have a great combo here. Great partnership. They so just might be. Shoot a shot. <laughs> gotta shoot your shot gotta shoot your shot 
I'm trying to think of a really juicy question, but all of them are just like lame right now in my head. Not that we've said. Um, no, go ahead, Ashley. I was just, I was scrolling through your Twitter earlier before we came on the call and you're all over the place, man. Like you have some great life advice. And we got something about people not wearing masks, raw dog in life. Like <laughs> raw dog in life. That's just what you preach. You talk about balance. balance. You got to have yeah, balance. About balance. Like, yeah. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Like, I feel that once you get to a certain social media esteem, we'll use that terminology, people almost want to categorize you into one thing, right? And I hate that. Like, literally, Connor knows some things that I'm about to come out with next year, which everyone will know probably um, come spring break of next year, right? Can't Holy say. Fans. Don't. <laughs> We heard it. <laughs> heard it here first. Yo, why Ash face get all big? Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I ain't doing OnlyFans. But, <laughs> like, people, I am incredibly huge on, I have something else coming out next year, on self-love and, and loving yourself the most and being the best you can possibly be and obliterating all self-limiting beliefs. But then, I also love to play sports, right? I love fitness. I mean, and then I also, like, it's just so many different things, so many different loves that a person has. But on social media, they almost want you to be only in one thing, right? And I'm like, I want to, I'm on my Twitter, I'm going to say whatever the hell comes to my, my mouth, right? You're nasty, you're raw dogging without wearing your mask, you know? <laughs> and then I may say something all lovey-dovey. I just watched A Star is Born with my mom, and I wanted to cry because I didn't have a boot thing, right? You know? <laughs> That's how it should be, I think. I don't think that we should have an aesthetic to where it has to be color-coded and or I talk about construction, for example, so I'm going to do construction, right? But we also learned that, and I talk to a lot of homies that are influencers, we, we find that people that follow us, we, we see the engagement, right? We see, okay, if I talk about this, I get more likes, right? I get more comments and more commentary. So therefore, naturally, human mind says, I want to talk about this more. And then what that person does is, well, damn, am I being real or am I being fake? Because I'm not showing my entirety of myself. Don't make me go too deep. <laughs> I love it. Shay and Natalie know this. I'm, I'm sappy. I love the deep stuff. Um, I can get deep. It's so easy. <laughs> it happens so fast. It happens so, so fast. Yeah. Um, it's not that deep, but kind of where my head's at right now. It's just been a wild year. Um, and you do live a lot of your life in the spotlight. Um, what did this year teach you? And people talk about resolutions and change for the future, but what are you leaving in 2020 as we close out the year? Beautiful. I love the way you asked it. What am I leaving behind in 2020? I am leaving behind, and uh, I am leaving behind. That's a good question. I want to. I want to give something that's like real and authentic. I would say I'm leaving behind. Connor, my roommate, is helping me to say I, I can when it comes to fitness, right? I'm a very much I can person when it comes to pretty much every other subject. <laughs> but fitness, I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm, I'm halfway decent butt naked, you know? And I think I'm going to leave it behind. I, I, I say things that I want to do, but then I never actually go through with them when it comes to fitness. But I think I'm going to leave that behind. I'm actually going to make it happen now. Look, let me give you a little tour, okay? I'm going to show you something right quick, okay? 
ready. <laughs> Look how serious I am when it comes to my goal. Oh, I can't show that one. Hold up. Can't show that one just yet. We'll blur it out. This is a podcast too, so yeah. don't kill yourself trying to cover it. Okay, well, true. Well, I have, I'm very, very goal-oriented, as you can see. Is this your bedroom, or is this like an office? No, that was the bedroom. Bedroom. So you got a big-ass whiteboard in the bedroom. Where, where, you know, so that, that tells you my personality. I got a big-ass whiteboard where a TV normally would go. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And I think I, I learned a few things today. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Advice. I'm feeling emotional. I'm feeling inspired. Um, Mike, any last thoughts before we close this interview out? Like 2020 life, raw dogging it, whatever's on your <laughs> mind. This is like your final recency bias is real. This is what people are going to take away from the interview. I also have a fun seasonal question for you. So think about what you want your last last words to be. Hey, um, think about what you want your last words to be. I'm not going on death row. What do you want your last words to be? But also, what is your favorite like holiday cookie or Christmas cookie? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if it's a holiday. So. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I don't know if it's a holiday cookie, but I love oatmeal raisin and chocolate chip. Those are my, like, I think, I think oatmeal raisin gets like the edge for me personally. I like the I like the texture of it as well as the taste. You gotta go for the hot. Well, see, this is my roommate right here. Look at this. Look at this. We come in with an oatmeal raisin. Oh. Look at this. There you go. See? right there. It's healthy too. <laughs> That's something. It's, it's Gluten oatmeal raisin. Free. It's good stuff. Oatmeal raisin. Okay. There's a Sex in the City quote, and it's I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like maybe our best friends are our soulmates. Yeah. And the people we date are just there to have fun with. Big Mike Connor vibes going on right there. He might be my soulmate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of weird though, because I like ladies. But I don't know. <laughs> Life's about balance. Life's right. about balance. Yeah. Not that damn balanced. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, as I would say, note, is that your final note? No soulmate. No, my, no balance. My my final note would be. I want to give something good, right? So I'm going to give something that I've been going through and say it and what it's been. My final note is this right here. Yo, I've gone through so much BS. I put it on my IG live or my IG today, my IG stories. I've gone through so much BS in the last 30 days. We all go through BS. Whoever you look up to goes through BS as well. But baby, let me tell you one thing, one thing only. The only thing that matters is your attitude towards the situation. Straight up. Period. And shoot your shot, baby. <laughs> There we have it. That's it. That's awesome advice. Mike, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast tonight. It was great to talk to you. Um, and thank you for all the advice, you know, balance, yeah. going deep with it. We appreciate it. Well, a lastly tip for when it comes to advice, make sure your oral hygiene is up to par. Some people need to know that one because like <laughs> some people need to know. It. Is that directed at anyone in particular? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. Connor's good too, but like... <laughs> It's like oh, no. a real if you know you know situation for Mike Fife right now. <laughs> That's real. Like some people, it is this is a checkup reminder to get the damn teeth clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? Thank you to Shay Corrigan, Natalie Zamora, Mike Johnson. We even got a little bit of Connor on this episode. We will be back next week to talk about the finale of Tasha's season. It has been an incredible bachelorette journey for us. We started with Claire, 
COVID. COVID's still here. We're here with Taisha. She's going to get engaged next week or not. I don't know, but we will be back here to talk about it. So make sure to give us a like, subscribe, follow us on social, you know the drill, and we will talk to you guys next week. Cool. <laughs> Yay. Wow, Natalie, thank you for setting up Mike. That was awesome. He's yeah. such good energy. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad that he was able to come on. Yeah, because he's so nice.